0: Today on The Pollinator Podcast, the key things people do to screw up their website and what you can do to avoid it. So today on The Pollinator Podcast, we have with us a woman who knows a lot about rough route, rough, rough housing rough housing, because she is the oldest of five kids and all of her younger siblings are all boys. So she has had to bid on top of, of people in a uh, serious way. her entire life you can catch her riding around orlando on her caramel accented matte black fancy bike as she describes it she is the owner and creative director of south street marketing and uh, is an excellent web development company and uh, and helps businesses grow online in a lot of different ways but we're going to talk to her specifically today about websites caitlin studi how are you ma'am?
1: hi i'm doing great thanks for that really colorful introduction (laughs)
0: Hey you know just like the uh, just like the splash page on a website right you know, right to gotta, gotta, gotta kick it off and give something that people that people can relate to
1: yeah I love it
0: and uh, and having uh, having kind of worked together and, and referred some clients uh, over over to you and really seeing how you work I know you are very good about keeping on top of uh, you know maybe unruly or uh, or not the most focused of folks at time and so I, I certainly appreciate that and now I understand. Where uh, where that ability innately comes from? So, tell us tell us a little bit about your you know your story. So now you know, you've got this marketing company, but uh, you know you you've kind of kind of come through a, a journey to to get here too. How did you how did you end up and and land on this this digital marketing side and, and really kind of having a uh, a key focus around the, the web development.
1: Yeah, so uh, it started six years ago, but even before that, I graduated from the University of Central Florida with a degree in marketing and looked for a job everywhere except for Orlando and ended up finding one here. My parents joked and said that I was a professional interviewer because in the real world sales and marketing are sometimes seen as the same thing, but they're very different. So it wasn't until that 30th or so interview that I found a job at a local dermatology group here in Central Florida. and. He had never had anyone in their marketing before, and it was an amazing interview, and two weeks later I ended up starting right after I graduated. So I kind of hit the ground running, and in the first six months, I helped them rebrand the whole company with a new logo, slogan, website, and then implemented for the first time social media marketing, email marketing, blogging, and SEO. So my other job, my other half of my job there was going out and meeting with doctors who did refer or who could refer. So kind of like a business development person, a liaison for the dermatology group. And then in the two and a half years doing that, I helped them double in size. So when I started with them, they had 10 offices. And when I left two and a half years later, they had uh, 20, 17 in Central Florida and then three out of state. Wow. Yeah. So I just kind of felt like I reached a plateau with them because um, the the doctor in charge is amazing and gave me so many opportunities. And he got to the point where he was like, you know what? I just want you to go out, meet more doctors. And so each week I was traveling around in the in the car, going to uh, Altamont, to Sanford, to Sand Lake, to Waterford Lakes, just all over the central Florida area. And I liked that, but I loved the digital marketing. So my growing up, my parents had always been advocates of being an entrepreneur. And they said, well, why don't you start your own thing? And I really didn't know if I wanted to do that. So I applied to some jobs. It just didn't work out with any of them. And then a family friend mentioned that she wasn't getting any results from the company that she was working with. And she wasn't actually really sure what she was paying for. So um, she, my, my mom mentioned like, hey, th- this person's looking for some help. Is this something that you'd like to you know, test out? So uh, I started working with her and I did SEO, social media, and website updates for $250 a month. So-
2: <laughs> How can we still
0: get that deal?
1: Right? I know that time has come and gone, let me tell you. But I was so nervous with telling her, okay, it's gonna be $250. And she was like, okay. And I revamped her whole website and um, organized it, helped her with her social media posting and then started doing SEO for her, all of which I had learned at the dermatology group and I was still working there full time. So so she started doing really well, referred me to someone else and it kind of snowballed. And then it took me about 13 months to leave my full time job And I was extremely, extremely lucky because I thought two things were going to happen when I put in my notice. Number one, he was going to fire me right then and there. Or number two, he was at least going to let me work those last two weeks so I could get that that last paycheck. And a third option happened that I hadn't even considered. And he sat back in his chair and thought for a second. He's like, "Well, where are you going? And I told him I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm starting my own marketing company. And he's like, huh. And then he sat back again and was like, well, How about we become your first big client and i was like what and so he ended up retaining me through my new marketing company for a year which was completely incredible and so that really helped me uh build up in the beginning and so now you know a little over six years later we specialize in helping small to medium-sized businesses grow their reach online through websites social media seo blogging email marketing and coaching
0: so that's so there's a a lot uh to, to really kind of unpack there and so you've seen a lot of different types and i know you work with a, a variety of different types of businesses now but uh i before i i jump into the other thing you know one one of the things that you said i i just kind of want to unpack because i it's something that i, I talk about a lot But like you you mentioned the fact that you know sales and marketing are very different things mm-hmm. and so i want to get your perspective on that because i have a certain perspective on it but mm-hmm. uh so so share your share yours first and then we can then we can fight about it
1: yeah well when I was applying for jobs um I told myself I was working I uh, paid my way through college and worked through all throughout college and I was serving at a resort near Disney and I really liked doing that and I love talking to people but I, I just didn't I just wanted to do something in marketing and every job that I applied for said it was a marketing job, but it was really cold calling and sales behind the phone. So I think that marketing is the thing that brings them to you and sales is the thing that closes them. So I I think in in the world, people that just aren't they just don't know uh, marketing because they're a business owner and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, It was just kind of seen as as the same thing. But in reality, it's just very two very different things.
0: Well, and so what, what we say is that they they aren't the same thing, right? They're, they're, they're two distinct parts of mm-hmm. the same thing, right? So it's all kind of business development. It's all growth. It's all revenue generation. Mm-hmm. And you know, I throw branding in there and feel mm-hmm. like throw it all into the mix. And, but, and it, it's, you know, one of the analogies to use is like the, the, uh, the engine versus the transmission in a vehicle for all, all the motorheads out there. Right. So they are two distinct things, but they, they, one doesn't work without the other. They're, mm-hmm. they're all part, they're two distinct parts of the powertrain of the vehicle. Right. And so it, the, cause the, the flip side of that is people sometimes or often they get them so distinct that you have like two different departments in a company and one is marketing one is sales and never the two shall meet. And then like, marketing's complaining because there's no revenue being generated mm-hmm. out of out of all their efforts but then sales is complaining because the leads are weak and there there's that disconnect right there so i think it's important to for folks to, to recognize exactly what you said is, is right like marketing to to me is all about the the lead generation and then everything after that lead is generated is kind of transitioning into the the sales and maybe there's some kind of Gray area in the middle. You know, we kind of talk about cultivation, right? That time between mm-hmm. the seed kind of pops up, and you know, between the the harvest that you're you're doing all the the, the work with that lead and and different models kind of kind of change it up. But I don't know. So yeah. there's aside, but.
1: Yeah, I love your analogies. <laughs> well,
2: I, I <laughs> the transmission
1: it. and the engine. I just have to. I just have to mention this too that we integrated one of your analogies into our onboarding process because you told one of one of our team members about um, farming versus fishing. And a marketing strategy is more about farming as opposed to different strategies that are more like fishing. And it's just such a, a great like picture that you put in your head. I mean, for me, I picture myself at the end of a dock with this beautiful lake and I'm like, okay, this is my fishing and farming is literally planting the seeds that will eventually grow and, and that's a, a, just the best definition and example of marketing. So I thought yeah. that was brilliant.
0: Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to know that it is, the message is spreading and it is uh, spreading. And there, right. <laughs> and so like, this is, this, this talk today, we actually fit it in and like, there's all those stages. And so, you know, the, the, the website for, for people, it, it's really multifaceted, right? Because it can, it can do different things depending on the the goal. And I think mm-hmm. that's one thing that, that people kind of get the, the, a wrong impression about like, oh, is your, is your marketing a sales or your, is your website a, a sales tool or is it a marketing tool? Is it a branding thing? Well, like, you know, it's probably all of the above or it's, it's affecting each of those things. But largely I, I tend to think about it more as a, a, an anchor for the brand and, and branding is all about you know, preparing the soil. So you're going in and you're you know you're you're tilling it up, you're fertilizing, you're getting it ready, you're creating this fertile environment. So mm-hmm. when you do plant that seed, now it has a better chance to sprout and start to grow and then eventually lead into a a harvest. And so for so many people that website it may not be the first, it's probably not the first thing that people find unless they have a, you know, you doing a really great SEO strategy, right? But they're, they're going to come to there and that website is going to be a such a key piece in in building that trust and establishing the credibility mm-hmm. that moves somebody along that process in their buying decision or whatever decision they're trying to make in doing that, that research so what i what i really love for you to, to, to talk about is you know with all these websites that you develop for all these different types of businesses there's a lot of information out Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different ideas. There's a lot of people pitching these services and you can find somebody that says, Oh yeah, I'll build you a website for 250 bucks. And then you can find somebody that says, Oh yeah, it'll be 25 grand. Like, and it's mind blowing to to most folks. And, and, you know, most small business owners open up their their business based on a skill set they have Mm -hmm. and web design wasn't one of those. So what are the mistakes that you see people most commonly making when they, they go to, build a website or redo their website, because I think most businesses have websites today, but they know they need a new update. What, how, how do they shoot themselves in the foot?
1: One of the things is not doing research into their competition, because this is one of the big things that we do when we're creating websites, because what the competition is doing isn't necessarily, um, it doesn't need to dictate what you do, but it should give you some indication of what you should do. So I'll give you an example. There's um, there's an attorney that we put together a proposal for in the Orlando area, and they have a certain specialty of law and their current website only has like four or five pages on it. Well, we started looking at their competition and their competition had multiple pages for um, this particular category, this category, this category, and this category. And I was like, gee whiz, you know, we're missing out on all these opportunities because we're missing out on when someone lands on that website, we're not really taking them through the journey. So like as an example, if you're if if you're a realtor, you would want to have a buyer's page, a seller's page and then maybe like book a showing now. So some people the traditional website pages are great like home, about, services, maybe blog and contact. But if you can get rid of that services page and focus on some of the key areas of the business like um like for that realtor, instead of having a services page, you have buyers and sellers right up there on the main menu. That's one less click for people to go to. And in this world that we live in with direct messages, instant messages, Amazon next day delivery, I mean, people need to get where they're going really quickly. So. I think that that's one mistake not looking at what the competition is doing just to make sure you're not missing anything and then another thing too is making it super super easy and seamless to get in contact with you if i have to fight to look for a phone number a contact form or an email and then if i find the contact form then it doesn't work i'm most likely on to the next person unless Maybe if I'm referred to you, I really want to work with you. That would be probably a differentiating factor. But if someone finds you online and it's not easy to get in touch with you, they're probably on to the next one.
0: And even if they were referred to you, like you know, it, your credibility is not just about, you know, oh here are all my credentials, right? Here's all of this experience and and you know the track record and stuff. Like all that can be great, but mm-hmm. people go click on that form, and you know obviously if you're like a web design company and your website doesn't work like you know, that's out, but you, know, even anything, you know, anything else, like you know, a law firm or something like that, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, this person can't even like have a, a functioning form on their, <laughs> their website. Can I really trust them with, you know, this, this matter that's, you know, tens of thousands of dollars that's going to to, to be going. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it, it, all those little things, like one of the things my uh, a mentor, taught me early on was, you know, everything sells, like all of it is is selling or, or mm-hmm. not selling or working to, you know, very, very few things are ever neutral, right? Something is in yeah. your favor or working against you. So that's a key mm-hmm. thing to, to think about. And it's better to have, in my opinion, it's better to have a, a simple website that gets right to the point and, and just Understands the buyer's perspective and that buyer's journey, mm-hmm. and makes that process easier than having some big monstrosity with all these, you know, fancy integrations and plugins and you know calculators and all that other kind of stuff. Those those can be great and and useful, but if it comes at the sake of, you know, complexity, you know, are are you really doing yourself any favors with
1: that? Mm-hmm. Unless it works seamlessly. So that's, yeah, that's that's the only caveat. And you know, when it comes to technology, obviously things break, but every once in a while you should be checking in on your website, maybe like quarterly, just making sure that you're looking at the back end, all of the forms are working, everything's coming through. But also a really great point of websites I feel like a lot of people miss is it's really a trust verification tool. So you wanna showcase podcasts that you've been on, awards that you've won, testimonials from people, um, featured articles that, people have posted on their websites about you. It should really focus. And then a showcase of work too, even if you're a realtor, homes that you've sold, or if you're an an attorney, um, notable cases, things like that. Because when people come to your website, it should really showcase, it should be kind of like your portfolio and your resume all in one for your company.
0: Yeah, and one of the things we say that when it comes down to, to building trust, right? credibility comes from kind of these other things. It's the logical, like, all right, are you actually licensed to do what you mm-hmm. do? And like, you know, the, the track record goes into that. And so, you know, I see people put up, you know, lawyers can be like really bad about this and like, and, and they're kind of regulated by the bar. So you give them a pass,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you know, they're like, Oh, we've won this many cases. Or we have this many years of experience and and all those kind of things. Like, but so what, right? Like, like what's the value of that? And they forget to tell the story. The story of all those things, that showcase of work that that communicates, you know, this is the value you can expect to receive when you work for us. Or this is somebody that we've worked for that you can relate to
2: that mm-hmm. you know,
0: is in your situation or you know, looks like you, sounds like you, like you, you feel like you are in that position. And now that helps to, to solidify or answer that question, all right, can it work for me in my right. situation? And I think, you know, so many people, so many people use the their website as just like a, a, an exercise in uh, egocentricity. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they make it all, they make it all about them. And they, they forget that, you know, like, this is a tool to help somebody else kind of get to, to this process. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to get business out of it, but that's only because your business is ultimately solving a problem for somebody mm-hmm. and, right. and adding how to the marketplace. Or at least that's you know, the way it should be, you know, according, the world according to will, mm-hmm. but uh, people lose sight of that all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: So, you know, a lot of people are out there, obviously it's gotten, you know, there are all these tools and stuff out there, right? And so like, you know, you can you get Wix and Squarespace and all this stuff and all these things that that kind of Say, oh, you know, you just you can build your own website and look how easy it is. It's drag and drop and like, look, somebody built a website in the middle of the Super Bowl in like thirty seconds on Wix. Like, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's that issue that we could talk to. And I want to talk about like like hiring people outside, but if somebody is just getting started in in their business and like, all right, I know I need to be online. You know, maybe they don't have the the, the revenues or, or upfront to to really hire a quality quality company like what are what are your best recommendations for for somebody that's just like i need to have a presence
2: now mm-hmm. and i don't
0: want to get taken advantage of i don't have any money to to, to waste or experiment with mm-hmm. uh, i do have time because you know the schedule is not filled up right now how how should they how should they approach that
1: yeah, I, I mean I don't think there's anything wrong with with starting with a, a there's nothing wrong with a Wix or a Squarespace website to start. I those are are really great platforms. They're super easy to use. They're kind of drag and drop. And with Wix, you don't have to worry about hosting because they do it themselves. I think Squarespace too. But When you're ready to have a more robust website, I think that's where, for us, our experience lies in WordPress. And if you're looking to get um, results from Google through search engine optimization, start doing Google AdWords, not necessarily AdWords, because you can lead those to any website. But with our particular experience, we've seen a lot of really great success through using a WordPress website. But at the end of the day, you have to start somewhere. And um, something that maybe not a lot of people know is Google just rolled out some updates on Google My Business and you can create a website on there too. And it's just like a simple one page website. I don't know a lot about it, but if you look in the Google My Business dashboard, which is free by the way. So anyone who doesn't have that, they should be on there ASAP but they just rolled that out. And the whole purpose of also Google My Business is to answer questions, provide reviews. That's where your address, your phone number are, your pictures are there as well. So even if you you need a starter website, there are a ton of really amazing options to do that. And then also look into Google My Business's new addition to that as well.
0: So you know, that's kind of like beginner level, AO people that consider themselves fairly tech savvy, you know, they may be able to to set up WordPress and get a theme and, and kind of mm-hmm. create some things. But so now where's that point that you recommend people that people get that more robust website or mm-hmm. you, you, it's really time to hire a professional mm-hmm. to, to come in and, and help you do that. Like is there kind of a, a benchmark and a stage of business or a goal or what they're trying to, to do? Like help help people kind of understand like, all right, it's time to call in some beard guns.
1: Yeah, I think when they're ready to use an expert to bring leads in online, that's a really great place to kind of um, uh, just look at a different option for them. Because when uh, I'm, I'm just going to refer back to SEO, when you're looking at search engine optimization, there are some amazing plugins that you can use on WordPress to enhance that. It has an amazing blogging capability to go along with it, too. So at the end of the day, it's all about uh, just getting used to everything. It's not that hard to use. I think there's like a little bit of an expectation that it's going to be super difficult, but it's really not. It's just a learning curve to get used to. So I think that when someone's looking to get more leads in online or um, outsource their marketing or hire a marketing agency, then that would be the point to upgrade the website.
0: Yeah, because that becomes it really does become that that anchor that foundation that all your stuff kind of grows out. And certainly, you mm-hmm. know, we know, people that just built a business on Instagram, you can set mm-hmm. up you know your little shop there and stuff. But ultimately, you don't own that that traffic. You don't own right. that platform. You could get right. kicked off at any time.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, you people that are starting you know their little Etsy shops or or, or stuff like that. You know, and then we're thinking about the, the, the small end like. All of a sudden the rules change. But when you own your own domain, like you can build on that, you know, from and and do whatever you want to do, and it can it can grow, but Mm -hmm. you need to have that solid platform. And I've seen a lot of people be really frustrated in the beginning with you know setting up something on Wix or something like that, that it 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 reaches that ceiling where now they can't can't do anything else.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm So say they so folks get to that that point and they realize, all right, I need to. I need to redesign my website. I, I I get it. Like you, know we're going to have a great buyer's journey. We're going to, you know, really use it as a, a platform to uh, to build. But now they go and to to start to get quotes and kind of like we, we talked about before. Like it can vary wildly. And I I mean some of these Facebook groups and I I see people comes like, what's a good price for a website? And there'll be like 148 comments.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and
0: it's just like, I mean, it's so all over the place and like it really is kind of a it's not a dumb question. It's just kind of like maybe a misinformed or ignorant question, Mm -hmm. right? Cause it's like, all right, well, what, what do you want your website to do? Right. But there's certainly a lot of people that I know have felt like they completely got screwed over. They didn't give what their website, you know, what the promise was or anything like that. So for folks that are ready and at that point that want to to hire somebody, they want to hire a professional to, to come in and do their website. Like, what are some things that they should be on the lookout for or maybe some some good questions to ask something that's not something that, that they're not going to get screwed over,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not going to yeah. feel like they're just wasting their money?
1: Yeah. So first of all, I think they have to have a general knowledge of what they want their website to do, because when it comes to like, as an example, an e-commerce website is going to be more expensive because you have all the payment integrations and you have to make sure that's secure and it goes through a payment processor and all of that. So that's gonna be more expensive. What integrations do you want on the website too? So if you have a CRM system that needs to be integrated or uh, like a calendar software or something else that's just a little bit more complicated than a regular website, that's going to be more. But um, so I think having that kind of outlined as far as expectation should be good. But I think in doing research, you should look at a couple of different things. Number one, does the company that you're talking with have online reviews? Because online reviews, people trust online reviews. Uh, I think the statistic is 87% of people trust online reviews just as much as they trust a friend's recommendation. So look at online reviews on Google. Those are really important. Um, Number two, look at their portfolio work because you can see, you have to make sure that the person that you choose, you kind of like their style because while everyone creates different websites, they have a general style. And if yours is clean and minimalistic and modern and their style is kind of like bright and vibrant and there's like a lot of things going on because they love color, Maybe that's not a good fit for you, so looking at their style and then also set up an initial call with them and just see if you if you um, if they're a company that asks you a lot of questions, understands what you're looking for, and ask them a little bit about themselves too so you should just set up you know at least an initial call to get to know them and if you feel comfortable, move forward in the process
0: yeah, I think that's solid uh, solid advice one of the things to that was as you were talking, I, it just kind of like brought me, brought me back to this idea. You're talking about like kind of know your goal and what you're what you're going to do. But one of the other mistakes that I've I run into people, you know, they they go and they 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 say they're looking for somebody to do their website,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: what they're really ultimately looking for is is like somebody to completely rebrand their company,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they you know they they don't know what they're actually asking for. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I need a website. No, I need a new logo. I need all, you know, all of these things. And then they get frustrated because like, Oh no, the website was only supposed to be, you know, $3,000, or $5,000 or whatever it was. And, and now you know, they're looking at all these other expenses because they don't understand that like you're asking for a brand and, 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 you know, the website is just like one functional piece of that. Right. And, and so what, what makes that process easier from from your end, like when clients come to you and and have a a clear vision or you know more more focused approach versus those clients that you know we we've, we've all kind of run into that are like just all over the place and they they don't know exactly what they want they just want something different. Mm-hmm. What what would be of most service to you and and ultimately to them to to kind of get results faster?
1: Well, I think. I, I think it comes with a little bit of education, and and I think that's where the initial call with that company comes in because they should ask some clarifying questions. So number one is uh, the brand is the compass of everything. So that's where you need to start because it points you in, okay, these are your colors. These are your fonts. This is how you how you want to be perceived online. This is your tone of voice online. So branding is number one. So if you have a logo that you like, that's perfect. Kind of check that off of the list. Then website is number two because the website is gonna take all of the colors and all of the look and feel from the logo and the brand. So if you know that you want a website, start looking at your competition so that when you come to that initial meeting, you can say, hey, these are the pages that I'm thinking. Um, I would love to know what you're thinking as well, but this is the general idea that I have for the website. And I can't tell you how amazing that is when clients come to us and they're like, hey, we want this, we want this integration. I was looking at this competitor and they have this, this, and this. But also it's kind of um, something that we do behind the scenes, even if they don't have that, because a lot of people, a lot of businesses don't have time to be like, okay, let me sit down and look at all of my competition. But if they can do that, then that's ideal because they have a a better general idea. And then once the website is checked off, then we move into the monthly marketing. So that would be like website updates, social media, SEO, email marketing, Google My Business, all of that too. So I think that if people can look at their competition, make sure that their branding's good, cause that should be always be step one. And then maybe think about just a general page layout that they want for their website. I mean, that's, I, that's already hitting the ground running right there.
2: Yeah,
0: don't, don't come to your web design or, you know, your, your, don't come to your web design company expecting a, a lot of just like, de novo from nothing creative work if you're Mm -hmm. not prepared
2: Mm -hmm. pay for
0: that because Mm -hmm. asking them those questions you know that that's where a lot of value is at and that's where a lot of expense is at because not everybody is good at that like there's plenty of people that that i know that if somebody comes and they know exactly what they need they just need somebody to execute it like somebody that can go and and do wordpress you know they're not they're not a dime a dozen but like they're fairly easy to find Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: somebody who actually has a creative eye and and can go and do that research and kind of understand the whole dynamic of your business and what you're trying to come across and like Mm -hmm. create a website to to do that like that's going to be more expensive right and if you're just coming with like have a goal and not even a clear vision of what you want like getting somebody that can answer that question for you in a satisfactory way like understand like there is there's an extreme amount of value in that and you need to come and you're prepared to pay for it and if you don't that in your budget then you're going to have to put in the time and effort to really go answer those questions
1: Um, yeah yeah and i think the other thing that that um people need to consider too just when seeking out someone is the not only looking at their portfolio but also realizing the expertise and the value that they bring to the table because it's not like you said it's it's great to have a general vision but it's not just about page count it's what is the customer journey do do your do um does your industry need to convert super fast like realtors they need to convert super fast or else that lead is on to someone else but maybe an interior designer wouldn't need that quick turnover so maybe you could have a little bit more in depth form so that they can get to know you cuz interior design is very personal. So right. that's, that's also the thing that I think an experienced company brings to the table is just those additional thoughts and ideas that maybe uh, haven't been considered. And you can bring that up with the client and just kind of unpack that a little bit more with their industry.
0: That's awesome. And so you know, one of the things you mentioned up front is that y'all do, you you'll do coaching as well. Mm-hmm. And so how, how does that really work? Because that's not, normally something that you hear about like a marketing company doing doing coaching so so you're for those people that are doing it themselves that's something that that you're kind of you know they're doing the work but you're offering on like the the coaching through that process or kind of giving them a validation or here go use this tool or you know, make mm-hmm. about this instead of actually having to execute it yourself
1: yeah yeah exactly so we're working with um a they're they're actually a startup marketing company in north carolina and um i'm working with them on creating their processes setting everything up kind of from the beginning um, sharing my experiences i have a whole agenda that we go through and they bring questions to the table and then i give them homework and then we review in the next month and then i also have a personal trainer that we're working with too and um she she wants to do everything on her own and wants me to teach her how to do that so she can go in and she made all of her website updates on her own and it looks amazing and she just kind of like so so she just did it and and kind of took it and ran which was incredible so it opens them up to direct access to me which is pretty valuable because I can bring different ideas and thoughts to the table that maybe haven't been considered. And right. then, um, depending on what plan they're interested in, we can meet once a month or two times a month and kind of take a deep dive into whatever questions they bring to the table.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, we're kind of, uh, at time. I appreciate you giving, uh, giving us and the, the, the listeners, the viewers here, uh, a, a few extra minutes of, of those insights. If people wanted to, uh, to connect with you, how, what is the best way, for them to do
1: that yeah so you can find us at southstreetmarketing.com if you'd like to send us an email and just ask about uh, any ways that we can help you it would be hello at southstreetmarketing.com and then um if you follow me personally on linkedin you can just search for me caitlin studium in a bright pink shirt on there i post a ton of really great free information about marketing um on my linkedin page and i'd love to just get to know you and hopefully answer any questions that you have
0: Awesome. Fantastic. Well, I know you've given a lot of of great tips so far. I hope
2: everybody can take those now, put them in practice and go get your hands dirty with them. Have a great one.